Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. A conversation between passionate property management specialists and guests leading up to the PMC conference on the 14th and 15th of November. Hosted by David Faulkner and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. to the Alternative Property Management Show. I am your host, David Faulkner, and special guests joining me tonight. He is the Morpheus of the property management industry, and he believes the Matrix is his plaything. And yes, he took the blue pill. The CEO of Renty, Will Alexander. How are you, Will? Uh, very well, thank you. Very well, thank you. Good, good, good. And also joining me today, special guest from Summit Real Estate, Summit Property Management, up in the beautiful Nelson Bays region. He is the John Travolta of the property management industry, Stuart Henry, General Manager of Summit Property Management. Welcome to the show, mate. Thanks very much, Dave. And uh, you know, and you're looking well, Stuart. You're looking very, very well. Thank you. And, what, and uh, we're coming to you today from Taupo, where we are uh, having the Type 5 conference. It's uh, just a small group of independent property management companies. Well, a small group of property management companies. And, uh, Will, just tell us, how's your week been up there in Auckland? What's it like up in Auckland for you, mate? Yeah, pretty good. I actually um, got the hell out of Auckland uh, this morning and flew down to Wellington, um, looking for a little bit of sun uh, and some good conversations. And it's blowing a gale, wet, wild, and windy, um, but managed to still have good conversations. So um, good to be here. Good you must be here. you must be off your head if you go into Wellington looking for the sun, mate. You'll find the wind. What was your flight like, mate? Was that a bit hurry landing in Wellington this morning? I was embedded in a um, very good book, so I didn't even notice. That's that's what happens when you form the matrix of property management. Anyway, today, what we're going to be talking about, uh, we saw some changes in the news last week uh, around the interest deductibility and how that they seem to, the governments have seemed to have done a little bit of a flip, but they've left out the mum and dad investors who've got the, the second-hand property, they still can't claim this interest deductibility. And the question that we've got today is, is this government a help or a hindrance to renters? So the first thing that we've done, what we've done, we've looked at the last, the government's what, they've been in power now for like five years, and we've seen so much change on, which has been thrusted onto the property management industry, but how is it, how has it impacted renters remember this was the government that said that they were going to fix housing what i thought that we'd do today is just look at all the changes that they've made and just say give them a pass or a fail so the first one we want to look at what was one of the first changes they made Stuart? can you remember the letting fee change that's right that uh, wasn't you weren't allowed to charge the tenant for the letting fee it had to go on to the owner yep yep, yep. And, and i mean let's get a feeling on that was that a good decision well it, it put the costs up for the owners, so the rents went up for the tenants, and if the tenant wasn't moving house an awful lot, then they'd be paying more in the end. So that was not a good, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pass that one. So for um, long-term tenants, it wasn't a good thing, but if you're no. a tenant who's quite transient and moving quite a bit, probably not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all, but then the owners of those properties you're in and out of are paying a lot more out and, and outgoings than they would have done before. So it's not good for them. So you're giving it a fail? I think so. You're giving it a fail. Will Alexander, what do you think, mate? Well, I think I'll give it a pass. Um, <laughs> and 
I like the change because it's, you know, it's in line with what's been happening for a long time in Australia. Um, and that's nothing unusual. The owner pays, in fact, the owner pays almost uh, in some areas, Western Australia, for example, two times the week as a bond, uh, as a letting fee. So I, I think um, I think it's fair. I think it's a cost that, you know, ultimately uh, it's about the work done to rent a property. And that should be, the, in my opinion, the owner paying for that, not the tenant. Okay, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, well, I've got the deciding votes here, haven't I? So you've got one who said it's a fail, one who says it's a pass. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the government on this one. I'm sorry, Stuart. That's I actually okay. think it's uh, I think it's fair that the consumer should pay. The person who benefits from it is is um, the landlord, and the landlord should be paying for that service, not the tenant. Though I do agree with Stuart. What it does, it adds costs onto a landlord, and what are they going to do? They're just going to put the price back on the tenant. They're going to put it back on the tenant, aren't they? Yeah. I think in, um, in Stu's defence, you know, um, if it was a one-off, um, maybe, you know, a, a different discussion, but it's a long succession of changes and extra costs. So I, I absolutely get where Stu's coming from. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice backtrack there. It was very. That was that was very politically correct, and, and I have to say, Will, it was very woke of you, and that's because you're in Wellington. This this wokeness is, is descending on you in Wellington as we speak. Well, I, I got told I was very diplomatic after last week, and I got told to be a bit more controversial. So, right, I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, all right. We got some good feedback on last week's show, by the way. I got a few emails on uh, uh, from from it, so uh, you know it, it was great to get the feedback. Any, anyway, so uh, the second one that we want to talk about, and this really has been a moving target. We're looking at the healthy homes standards. Um, now, a bit of background on the Healthy Homes Bill. It actually, its first reading got passed when National were in power. Uh, and what happened was at the time, if you can remember, the Maori Party were part of the National Government Coalition, as was United Future, which was Peter Dunn. So both the Maori Party and Peter Dunn went across the floor, voted in favour of Labour, and it got through by one vote. Then we had the change of government, and then the changes came thick and fast. Will, I'm going to go to you first. Um, you know, let's critique it. What do you think of Healthy Homes? How do you think it's been rolled out? Has it been a success? Has it been a fail? Uh, I, I, the concept is good. I mean, you know, um, no one wants anyone to be living in an unhealthy home. Um, I'm a big fan of measurement and um, how will we know if this has been successful? You know, um, will the, the cost of the um, uh, our medical um, come down? You know, the, the cost of um, making sure everyone is healthy, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I think it's good. I think it's very hard to measure. I think that um, it needs time to be in. I also think it's a project that probably will realistically take a decade, not um, four or five years. Um, and at the end of the day, it, the other thing that I think they're really missing is the education piece. You can have yeah. a double glazed, fully insulated property with a ginormous heat pump and taps all the boxes, ventilated, no gaps or drafts whatsoever, and there's mould and mildew everywhere, the tenants are unhealthy, um, and they just don't understand how to live in a healthy home. 
if they work on that piece, I think um, I think it's a step in the right direction. But yeah, it's not the full picture yet. Okay, all right. It's a very good summary, mate, and, and, and I do share some sentiments. It's got to be this is going to be a long term project, Stu. You know, how have you found the healthy homes? Have you been a fan of it? Has it been because has it been an absolute? Well, it would have been a pain. I know it's been a pain to deal with because of uh, the moving targets. But how have you found it, mate? I, I, I agree with the legislation. Yeah. Um, I know it's going to have finite dates. Um, funnily enough, a lot of it's about keeping the houses dry is what Will was saying, but that's covered under the Current Tenancies Act and under the yeah. 1947 mm-hmm. Housing Improvement Act. Very good, very so, good, you know your stuff. Well, yeah. yeah. So so that's already covered, but funnily enough, when we take on a new property, um, the landlord says, I know we've got to do healthy homes, so I need to, um, obviously I've got a bit of rotten weatherboard and a, no guttering in this place, and it's like, great, well that, you know, if, it was, if healthy homes wasn't there, we'd still probably be doing that, so it's actually a good wake up call for a lot of investors yeah um timelines i don't know what's going to happen in 2024 though yeah for, for final compliance do you think that it's for the the government's basically because i mean a lot of it's what's impacted us is, has been the 2021 deadline and the that with the uh, new tenancies and 90 days with the new tenancies and with renewed tenancies though i have to say we appear to be seeing less and less fixed term tenancies but the government has till 2023 should they be leading the charge and should they be setting the example by getting their stock um compliant first well it's not that far away is it Dave? no let's <laughs> Yeah, this reminds me um, of the Great Leap Forward um, in China, you know, where they... <laughs> the Great... Can, will, Will, come on. The Great Leap Forward in China. So you're comparing this government to Chairman Mao? Is that correct? Um, well, they went through, I mean, a little bit controversial, I was told I needed to be. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the, the, the issue here is the cadence of change. Um, they have dropped in pretty much everything they can think of in such quick succession that people are just change fatigue. It's been incredibly expensive. Um, people are cutting corners, um, you know, after the insulation regulations 2016, I mean, how many properties did we discover when we did the healthy homes check had fictitious insulation reports? Yeah. Heaps, heaps. And, you know, this great leap forward that they did to, to get themselves into the 21st or 20th century, um, you know, it kind of feels the same. I mean, it's just too much too soon and too quickly. And, you know, if you had a 10-year, 15-year strategy, and that's, this summarises the government perfectly. Um, ideas, ideological, um, execution, zero. You know, what's the 10-year plan? What's the 15-year plan? It's to get to this point. Okay, how are we going to do it? And that's what's missing. It's just too much. You know, we're going to have to get... I mean, and this is talking, looking at net carbon zero and how that's going to impact every industry and every walk of life, but it's certainly going to impact property management at some point and renting. And I, I imagine the carbon footprints of a lot of the housing stock around New Zealand, the rental stock in particular, and particularly in towns like places like Taumarunui, I was talking about it today, were, you know, you don't see the new builds, the old stock, and these houses are gonna have to improve to get more energy efficient and more healthy. So so what are you saying here, Will, is it just as a, you know, idea, ideology, it's a pass, execution, it's a fail. Would that be correct? 
I think it summarises this government. Yep. Okay, what about yourself though, Stuart? Well, as I said, I don't think it's going to happen in 2024, is it? No. So or 2023 for the government housing. Yeah, no, I no. don't think it is. No. So so what happens then? Do we like form a, a a new company that gets all these tenants together and start taking the government to tenancy tribunals? Class so you can exam- action. Class action against the government? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. You can, you can imagine the, the, the you know the ripples of effect that that would have on housing. So you giving them a pass or a fail on this, or, or are you agreeing with Will? Pass? I like the principle, but I don't think the execution's up to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I agree. So what are we t- are we saying a pass or a fail overall? What are we saying pass or fail? I'm going to give it a fail. Yeah, I mean, um, well, we can only judge based on what's been done, and I think it's been a fail. Yeah, mm. yeah, okay. So it's three fails there from us. Right, the next one. What we're looking at here now i'm going to bring up the uh, residential tenancy amendment act 2019 i'm not going to talk about osaki or anything like this this happened under labor's watch what i'm talking about here is methamphetamine p now we're meant to have these standards in place from january Feb- i think it was february 2020 or 2021 i think it was that there was 18 no it's 2021 because it was 18 months from the bill being passed that they were going to have standards set in place and at the moment we're going off tribunal with a 15 micrograms per 100 centimeters square but you got new zealand standards and insurance companies looking at what was it 1.5 1.5 so, you know, why? I mean, the government will blame COVID. Do you think there's any justification in them blaming COVID, Will? No. No, it's pretty easy to change the RTA to say 15. Um, and um, this is just a perfect example of um, how disjointed and disconnected some of these agencies are. I mean, does the HUD talk to MB? Um, you know, I, I don't think they do. I think. Um, this is crazy, and, and the, the ramifications of this is um, hundreds of thousands of dollars people have spent to uh, remedy contamination when they probably... Millions, Will. It would have, they would have spent millions, millions. And, yeah. and, and my argument has yeah. always been, you know, has anybody actually ever died of living in a meth-contaminated house? And I've not, I don't know anybody. I've not seen anybody in the news. People get sick though, and interestingly, um, my office manager, Sam, she bought a property yes. that was um, unknown to her. It was contaminated, and her young kids got quite sick. And it turns out they got it tested, and it was highly contaminated. The levels were at about 70. Um, but that, you know, um, if it's that bad, and she, her kids did get sick, why do people not die? I mean, it seems to be so toxic that you'd think that actually smoking the stuff would kill you. Yeah. I mean, but it doesn't. And, and people smoke it for years and, and get away with it. Um, I don't understand. I, I, I think there's science is missing or, or something. It's very, very frustrating, though, because it's such an easy thing to fix. Yes. Is go, what? You know, sometimes you just got to make a decision. And that's what some, it feels like this government has not done. They just haven't got, okay, guys, we're going to run with it. It might be wrong. It might be right. We've got to make a decision, though. I, I tell you what, someone's wound up Will Alexander today. I tell you what it is. He's not been for the run yet. That's no, what it no, is. No. And he's got all this He's got all this energy. And that there's he's, no sunshine. And there's no, no sunshine. sunshine. <laughs> and he's just, he's like a caged lion in his hotel room. <laughs> what do you reckon, Stu? What, 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 what do you reckon with uh, methamphetamine? Has it caused you many problems there in... in well, I mean, they're still applying the 1.5 um, reading, which, or the rating which they gave it 
in a hurry. So what's you know exactly what the world was saying? What's the delay in putting in the fifteen? Yeah, right. And what you're saying about the seventy reading in this house, it must have been from cooking, wouldn't it? Yeah, you'd think so. And that's different chemicals, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I, Stu, don't look at me. Oh, sorry, I okay. mean, I've never cooked oh, it. You, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so I mean, I, I I I agree. I don't like how it's just run on, and it's honestly hard at the tribunal. Um, yeah. You, you you have a property that you're suspicious, you test it, it comes out at eight or something. Um, you can't go to the tribunal and get it cleaned up. Nope. I've tried to go for not leaving it reasonably clean like nicotine. Um, I've tried that sort of thing, but then you've got to clean it before the next tenant comes in and you've got to also tell them the reading. So that makes it hard to re-rent sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's just, it's just, it's hard. It is hard, it is yeah. hard. So I think we're all going to give the government a fail on this because they could have just gone off Gluckman and said 15 yes. and would have saved everybody a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're, it, that's a fail. That's a fail. So it's one success, two fails. Okay, what's next? So can we talk about the Residential Tenancy Amendment Act 2020? This brought in some amazing changes, some of the biggest changes that we've seen in rental laws since the inception of the Residential Tenancies Act in uh, 1986, actually came into enforce on the 1st of February 1987, but the RTA Amendment Act, Things like no cause evictions. Stu, what's your thoughts on the should tenants be given a valid reason that a tenancy is ended, or should you be able to just say, here, mate, there's 90 days, see you later? Are we talking about is this helping tenants? It's helping tenants, that's a good point, yeah. Helping is this tenants. Helping tenants? Is this helping tenants? Um, it's certainly not helping landlords. It's certainly making landlords second guess whether they are going to carry on being landlords. Yeah. In yeah. some cases. So it's a so it's a pass here for helping tenants. I think it helps tenants who don't want to. Because the reverse impact of this is, yeah, it it's harder for some tenants now to find the property because people are less willing to give them a chance. It's impossible for those people to find a property now. Yeah. 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 And, and hence why we've got a social housing wait list now, yes. which is not not far off thirty thousand uh, people or, or families waiting for a social house. That's right. That's right. Well, what do you think, Will? Um, well, I, you know, I don't know what the exact data is of the numbers here, but um, from my perspective, um, in roles within uh, property management agencies, we never re or very, very seldomly used um, the 90-day no clause. And if and when you did use it, it was for legitimate reasons. I. I don't actually think I've ever heard of someone abusing it. Maybe there is an element of subjective uh, decision making in there, which I guess is unfair, but um, I don't think it was ever abused. Um, I think it's, it creates a little bit, it's, it's all about security of tenure. That was what the amendments were about, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, in, in that instance, about creating security of tenure, for sure, it's helpful uh, for tenants. Um, you know, anyone that abused it because they didn't like the tenant, um, that shouldn't have been happening. So they needed to address that. So um, I think, uh, I mean, beneficial to tenants, I, um, I, I don't have a problem with it. I don't think the repercussions are too serious, maybe delays or some people missing out because um, because people are a little bit more cautious, but I think if anyone abused it, that should have been stopped. Um, overall, not a bad, not a bad decision. Okay, okay. I, I think before the change, 
that there was the option the tenant could apply to the tribunal for retaliatory notice, correct? Yep. And that would be yep. in the cases where there'd been an altercation between the landlord and the tenant. The tenant had asked for something the landlord didn't want to provide, and that's quite often where, where your retaliatory notice was given, and that's I think that's what they were trying to stop. Yeah. yeah what, what it's done is it's created yeah. a situation where you, you won't give people a chance. Yeah. What about things like name suppression in tenancy tribunals? Just saying it intact a little bit. I mean, oh. what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, if, if I only agree if there's absolutely no reason for the for the name to be out there. Yeah. Well, what do you think of name suppression? Well, if the tenant is wholly or partly successful, um, then I think it's fair. Yeah. So yeah. do I. So do I. Uh, okay. So well, my my swings both ways. Swings both ways, though. Yeah. I also think it's fair for. The landlord or and or agency uh, to also have their name suppressed. Yeah. Yeah, and I tell you what, I wholeheartedly agree. And what I don't like happening on tenancy tribunal orders is when property managers are individually named because, you know, they shouldn't be named. It should be just the agency because, yeah. I mean, the, the mental pressure this puts on property managers when they see their name. And then particularly if someone like Stuff or New Zealand Herald come along and they troll and they get the tenancy tribunal order and the poor property manager's names all over the media, that's not fair because very typically it's not the property manager, it's typically either the owner or... You oh, know, the tenant, yeah. Yeah, so, so there you go. Anyway, are you giving the government a pass or a fail on the 90-day no cause? I, I don't agree with it. It's a fail. <laughs> Will? Um... I'd give it a pass. Yeah, I'm giving it a pass. I'm all for it. I think the tenants deserve to know why. I think they've put in enough tools um, to work around it if need be. All right. Let's just, I mean, we'll, we'll, we've got to move on because time's are pu uh, pushing and we've got a dinner at six o'clock tonight, which we've got to have to get to. So we've got four minutes. four minutes. We may run a little bit over and we've got a beer to finish off as well. Um, so overall, the rest of the changes in the RTA, some of the things that, um, that, that I actually, you know, like uh, are things like the minor changes. I think things like that are pretty good ideas. What, what's people's uh, philosophy on that? What's your thoughts on that? Stu, go to you the first. minor changes. Minor changes, <laughs> so long as it's well defined. What do you think? Which ones? Minor changes. Minor changes? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. small ones? Small ones. Well, they're allowed to make minor changes. They're allowed, the, the, the tenants are allowed to make oh, minor changes. Oh, in the house. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. No, no, I didn't oh, explain this very well. the fact that it's being defined. Yeah. Uh, is what is minor changes, or what are minor changes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm happy with that. I think it's good. It's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Will? Yeah, I think it's good. I think, um, you know, people should be able to create a home um, as tenancies get longer. Uh, like the recent announcement, for example, about, um, you know, the, the 10 year tenancies and um, creating the ability for landlords to deduct interest. Um, it's moving to a space which is like Europe, you yeah. know, and, and um, in, in Europe, you rent a property and it's kind of like commercial in New Zealand. You rent the property, you do anything you want to it. Um, you know, you're sort of renting a shell and then they can do kitchens and bathrooms themselves. Um, you know, if they want longer term tenancies, I ultimately think that that's where they should go. Um, it shouldn't be up to the owner to maintain the property for these long term 10 year tenancies. It should be at the tenant's discretion. So I think making minor changes is a good step in that direction. Yeah. Um, so like creating a home, long term home. All right, well, let's talk about the tax and the, some of the stuff that's come out recently. I mean, the interest deductibility, which I think is probably one of the worst decisions 
that I've seen the government make because of the impact that it has. And I did a pod, I did a webinar last night with a good friend Chris Pedersen from uh, Chris Pedersen Mortgages, all about renovations. And one of the things that highlighted, I've got a rental property, we, we put 70K into it to, to renovate it. Now, if I had gone to the bank to get that 70,000 to um, invest in the property, I would have not been able to offset any of the interest on that loan against the rental income. So it actually disincentivizes landlords to actually improve their properties. And when the landlords are getting hit with, say, tax bills of $5,000, $10,000 that they weren't expecting, what are they going to do? They're going to increase the rent significantly. Now, was that a bit of a flip from the government last week, Will, around the, the bill to rent? Or, or was it a mission that they got things wrong? Or were they just trying to hedge the bets? What, what was your take on it? I, I, I'm confused. I honestly do not know what they're trying to do. Um, it's the whole execution part that we've uh, touched on a couple of times tonight. I, I I really just don't know. They keep making these changes and different, going back on stuff. I mean, I, I'm just bloody confused. I mean, um, I, I, I just don't know what they're trying to achieve here. I find it confusing. I mean, it sounds good. Um, tenure tenancies, I mean, it's kind of happening anyway. Um, uh, but I don't understand of you having to have more than 20 properties owned by one person in the same development. I mean, that, I mean, how many people in New Zealand are in that in that? Camp? Well, I'll tell you what, Will. I mean, my wife got really upset about it. And it takes a lot for my wife to get angry with, with housing. She is an offer from me. But she's just reading it and she's going, this is discriminating against me, mum and dad investors who are just trying to save up for the retirement and you're providing a house. And, and yeah. you know, I think it's absolutely bloody ludicrous, Stu. I mean, you know. Absolutely. The, the mum and dad investors is what provided, has provided a lot of the housing stock to people yeah. in New Zealand, hasn't it, yeah. for years. Yeah, that's a slap in the face. I mean, there's yes, there's bad landlords out yeah. there, but yeah. there's probably the same proportion of bad tenants as to what there is bad landlords. The majority of people Absolutely. want to look after the tenants. Do you think this government actually? Do you think this government actually wants landlords? Well, it, uh, I mean, I'll quote something that comes straight off the IRD website um, on, on this. Limit ability to, du to deduct interest to make residential properties less attractive, a less attractive investment option. So there yeah. you go. That's exactly what you just said. There you go. Um, oh, God. Is to, really? To detract. It's on the IRD website. Um, so that's exactly what they're trying to do. What that's, you just said is to make it less attractive that's and, and unbelievable. To, to get rid of mum and dad owners. That's unbelievable. But, but what do you do with your money then? Yeah. You know, um, term deposits? No. Um, shares in New Zealand? Um, no, it's never been a big thing. Will the government bonds next, won't they? Will the government bonds next, won't they? Dig us out of the hole? Well, this is, well, this is, this is your thing. I mean, we've got to wrap this up now, but this is the other thing. I mean, it's like, it's all right saying, oh, you can do it onto new builds, but how many new builds are there? And what happens to all that housing stock? Landlords are just going to let it go to waste, aren't they? They're not going to, they're not going to put money into these properties because there's no return on it. And new builds are quite yeah. more expensive, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and it impacts those low-income tenants, which end up falling into that social housing waitlist. So we're obviously giving the tax a fail. Now, overall, with this government, are we giving them a pass or a fail on how they're looking after tenants? Will? I ask myself the question, is it better now than what it was? I don't think so. Um, so I would say it's a fail. 
Stu? Absolute fail. Yeah, I fail for him, so That's three fails. Uh, well, that's it from the show for this week. Uh, big thanks to Will Alexander, who is the main sponsor of this show. Big thanks to Renty, who is absolutely revolutionising how we deal with tenants and making life easier for tenants and making renter simple. I'm very sorry that Anakin Skywalker of Property Management, Harrison Vaughan, can't be here today. Uh, he is turning to the dark side. There's no doubt about it. Stuart Henry, thank you so much. Thanks for, you know, it's been great to have you along. And uh, I'm your host, David Faulkner. We'll see you next week for another edition of the Alternative Property Management Show. Thanks a lot. Natiwa. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.